0: Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm a transformational leader and an instigator of joy. I use human design, intuition, and professional coaching to help people relax into their true essence so they can experience more ease, joy, and abundance. And this week I've got a solo episode for you. It's all about, well, wishing you happy human design new year. And we talk about we being me, I talk about generators and manifesting generators and really truly listening to our bodies. And I don't think there's any need for me to talk more about what I talk about because you get to listen to it in just a second. But first, we've got big news. I have a new program. The word program doesn't fit a new idea, a new thing. I have a new thing. Okay. It's called Live Your Design. It's a small, group coaching program. And it's to help you live your design. Because when we get a human design reading or even just learning human design on your own, it's all amazing and great. And then you're supposed to live in alignment with that. Wait, like how? There's constantly questions. Oh, wait, how do I use this gift? Oh, that's that's totally unaligned for me, it turns out. How do I listen to my emotional authority? How do I, what is the four line all about? How do I deal with the six line and these different stages? What exactly does it mean to be in alignment as a generator or an MG or a projector or a manifester or a reflector? Yeah, human design is a lot. So I'm not going to leave you hanging right after a reading. Yes, you've always had the option to work with me privately, this new program is for small groups. So three to four people in each group, we're going to meet weekly. It's a six month commitment in this program. You are going to get big hearted coaching from me. That is completely in alignment with your unique one of a kind design the blueprint that your soul chose for you. And you're going to get surrounded by a squad that supports honors and sees your true essence. So you're going to get alignment. You're going to get accountability. You're going to get deep connection. And this all happens in live your design. If you are interested in this, email me at kelsey at kelseyabbott.com. That email address is in the show notes. I am not doing a sales page for this program. I'm not doing anything fancy. There are no social media groups involved here. There are no worksheets here. This is pure quality coaching. This is the deep stuff. This is when I first started coaching. Coaching was always over the phone. It was just the deep work. No worksheets, no nothing. Now I've advanced to Zoom because I really love seeing and feeling people's energy through the video connection. Still, no worksheets, no social media groups because I'm not on social media, just learning to live your wellness in alignment with your truth with your squad. So if you're into that, email me at kelsey at kelseyabbott.com. Now, let's get to this episode. But first, remember, as always, I love you. I adore you. You are magnificent. You are a miracle. You are abundant. I love you so much. Go forth and be awesome. Hi, hello. Happy New Year. Sorry, it is finally Human Design New Year. That's the new year started on January 22nd. And here we are a few days into it. Are you feeling the shift in energy? We are all experiencing our sons in gate 41 right now. And that is the gate of creation and fantasy. It's kind of that feeling before you're about to create something big. It's that where you where you you have the vision, but it's more of a feeling. It's this deep craving to create something, to to create something that didn't exist before, and like a deep craving of wanting to know what's next. What a way to start off the year, right? We didn't have this energy back on January first. This is why the first few weeks of January can be so sludgy. So, and so pressure filled too, if we're not aware of the fact that human design new year doesn't start until later in the month, if we think that January 1st is supposed to be the ready, set, go. So my college, my college swim coach, you say, ready, go. Um, so if we feel like January 1st is ready, go, then, Oh man, the pressure is so intense. But what it really is, is that those first few weeks of January are all about clearing out the stuff that had to stay in the previous year. It's all about, for me, this, this year, as I watched people go through it, it seemed like we were all... In these wagons, like Oregon Trail style wagons on a bumpy road. And a lot of people were like, mm, I don't like the bumps. The bumps are uncomfortable. And then as we were bumping along, of course, things were falling out of the wagon. And for some people, they were like, Oh my goodness, my favorite pillow, my my book. And they were trying to grab them so they didn't fall out. Or they were stopping the wagon to get out and try and put things these things up. For other people, things bounced out and they were like, Oh huh, didn't even know that still existed. Sweet. Good riddance. And I knew that was my personal experience. The, huh, I didn't even know that was still there. Thank you. Goodbye. God bless. See you later. Never. Anyway. So here we are, this fresh energy of a brand new year, a brand new cycle what is going to happen anything is possible everything is possible i am curious and excited and i'm feeling gate 41 hugely right now i'm heal- i'm feeling that deep desire to create but not really knowing what to create that like ah, i want to make something and for me the way the rest of my uh, blueprint is there's also an urgency to it. There's a, well, no, not an urgency, but an impatience. Uh, Okay. I want to know what's next. And I want to know right now. I still, that is so much a part of my design. In fact, I was going to say like, it's like my inner toddler, but it is all over the place in my design that like, okay, let's start right now. I'm not, yeah. Patience was not part of my, of what my soul chose for me. So today with this brand new year, let's kind of get reacquainted with how we are supposed to live this human design experiment. Remember, it is an experiment. And of course that experiment is different for each one of us because for each one of us, our designs is different from everybody else's. And yet here we are, we chose to be humans. And part of this human experience is having this very spiritual experience and being a human at the same time. And being a human at the same time means living in this culture. And the culture has all these rules and regulations and ways things like the proper way to do things, the appropriate way to do things, the way things are done, all these beliefs, which yes, there is our own conditioning. And so that those are the beliefs that we have picked up along the way and we have put on as though they are ours. It's like, you know, we found a scarf on the sidewalk when we wrapped ourselves up in it. And It's not actually ours. So that's conditioning. And we can, I I coach people through that. We discard, say like, hey, wait a second. That's not your scarf. Somebody might be missing that. Maybe give it back to them. Or at the very least, take it off. Because it's not yours. That is conditioning. Then there's the cultural culture. (laughs) There's the cultural set of beliefs. There's the loud screaming from invisible people saying, you can't do that. Oh my God, you have to do it this way. All this pressure that we feel from invisible people. And we want to please these invisible people. These are the things that come up like, oh, well, I have to do it that way. Right. I felt this a few weeks ago. I'm going to be talking in a moment about my current experience with shoulder pain. But a few weeks ago, I was thinking, oh, maybe I can swim today. And then I did a motion with my arm and was like very quickly like, oh, no, nope, absolutely not. I will not be swimming today. But I felt before that I was feeling this massive pressure. I had an appointment with my fascial doctor and an appointment with my massage therapist. And I then the following day, and I had this desire to to please them both by being able to report, oh, I went swimming and this is how I felt. Funny thing is, I could also report to them, it hurt too badly to even attempt swimming, so I didn't bother. I also felt pressure from... I felt pressure from my triathlon coach. And this is ridiculous because this was truly invisible pressure because he at no time has been like, so you're going to get back in the pool. He just hasn't taken the swims off my schedule because there's always a possibility that I will be ready to swim. But I felt, I was like, ah, I gotta, I gotta get back in the pool to please Kyle. Wait, Kyle doesn't actually care. And then there was the, I don't know. It's not an invisible person. But when I think about the possibility of racing in March or April, then I feel pressure. I take that away. And I just remember to listen to my body and there is no pressure. There is only truth. Okay. I'm getting way ahead of myself. I wasn't going to talk about this stuff yet. So we're going to back it up for a second and talk about following our designs. And at the start of the year in particular, the voices are really loud that say just make it happen just do it now there are 5 different energy types in human design there's generators manifesting generators projectors reflectors and manifestors generators make up about 30 30 to 40% of the population mg's or manifesting generators make up a little less than that, like 25 to 30% of the population. Then projectors make up about 20%. Don't check the math on this, by the way, please, because I feel like it's not going to add up. Manifestors are like 8% and reflectors are supposedly only 1%. Now, one of these energy types will thrive with that. Just do it. Just make it happen. Mentality. And that is the manifestor. For manifestors, it is energetically correct to really do whatever the F they want to do. Just do it and inform people when you do it. Because manifestors classically just like get an idea and they walk away. And everyone's left being like, Where did the manifestor go? What are they doing? Because everyone wants to know what the manifester is feeling, doing, wanting, all the things. So manifestors simply need to inform and otherwise they just do what they want and smooth sailing. Now manifestors remember 8% of the population. That leaves leaves the other 92% of us. Again, the math may be sketchy, but we are not designed to just do it. 70-ish percent of us, generators and manifesting generators, we are designed to respond. We are actually designed for uncertainty. Okay, what does the culture say about uncertainty? Oh, it's bad. It's scary. Know what you want. Know what you're going to do. Holy hell, 70-ish percent of us have no freaking clue what we are doing. I mean, we know what we're doing, but we don't know what's coming next. We are designed to... Live our lives, do our thing, and respond to what the universe brings us. So, the universe is our personal shopper. The universe goes out there, brings stuff back to us, and we get to respond from our bodies. We respond Is this a holy hell yes? Or is this a nah? I don't like that. I don't like that color. I don't like that smell. I don't like that idea. I'm not into that. And the universe goes and brings gathers more things and brings them to us. The universe is always shopping for us, always bringing us things. And remember, if it, remember not to question the universe's timing because the universe actually knows what it's doing and instead bask in the freedom of we don't have to figure it out. We being I'm an I'm a manifesting generator. If you're new here, hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm a four-six emotional manifesting generator with seven defined centers, an open ajna, and an open crown. Okay. So anyway, manifesting generators and generators, we are designed to to not figure it out. That's right. We don't have to figure it out. In fact, trying to figure it out is energetically incorrect for us. It's a big wrong way sign. And we will usually get smacked around by the universe when we try to freaking figure it out. We will feel frustrated because frustration is our sign that we are going the wrong way. It is our sign that we are out of alignment. When we are in alignment, we feel giddy. We feel so excited. I had the wonderful privilege of working with a group that I've been working with for a while last week. And one of the women in the group had done something really big. She had, here's what I, here's what I told her. And I'm going to tell you this too. Generators and manifesting generators, especially generators, MGs, you better be listening too. You've got to be brave enough to let go of the not this, to make space for the this. Because you see, as the universe is out there shopping for us, if the universe comes back with like bags full of goodies, and we've already got Like a hoarding situation going on, and we're already surrounded by all these things that we don't really like, the universe is like, oh, um, there's no place to put these bags down. So I guess I'll just take them back. So we want to clear out our energy, make space for the universe to bring us the new stuff, the exciting stuff. So, we've got to let go of the not this. And the not this is anything that is not a holy hell yes. So, that might be the pants you're wearing. It might be the song you're listening to. It might be the test you're studying for. It might be the job you're in. It might be a, a relationship. It might be a standing meeting or a family situation. If it's not a holy hell yes, it needs to go. So last week, this amazing woman had let go of something that she felt like she had to do. She let go of studying for exams that were going to advance her career. And in fact, is letting go of the entire career that she is in. And holy moly, the juicy, delicious, amazing energy of this woman. She was just giddy. It was like she, it it was as though she was skipping down the sidewalk, like arm in arm with the universe with a big thing of cotton candy in her hand and cotton candy, not that's going to make you feel sick or make your teeth hurt, but just like the cloudy, in a good way, cloud-like, quality of cotton candy. That's just that like magical bliss. She just exuded that energy. It was so delicious and magical. And I'm sharing this with you because this is the energy of alignment for generators and manifesting generators. So if you're not feeling that, if anything in your life is feeling heavy and hard, if you are trying to buy a can opener. I've shared that story before. If you are studying for an exam, if you are, I don't know, trying to, again, trying to figure something out and it feels heavy and hard. It is not for you because what is for you, the path that is for you feels like skipping down the sidewalk, arm in arm with the universe, holding cotton candy or a lollipop or a chocolate covered strawberry or whatever. It just feels like bliss to you. Maybe it's like pop rocks in your mouth or passion fruit. These are mine. Mm, Passion fruit. Yeah. Passion fruit makes me dance. So if that, that, that feeling, that is the feeling of alignment And that is available to you all day, every day. All day, every day. You, bringing this back, you, generators and manifesting generators, are designed for uncertainty. So while the culture is yelling at you to figure it out, it is your job. It is your mission. It is your project here to allow yourself to come back into alignment, to have the courage, not the bravery, the courage. Courage is when you soften your shoulders, you open your heart, and you allow your heart to stay open, and you allow your shoulders to stay soft, and you allow yourself to be you, to drop into, to relax into your true essence. Is that courage to be in alignment, to be who you really truly are in every situation. Even in those situations where you like get your dukes up, you're ready to defend yourself. In those situations where you get like your your claws out, kind of ready to climb your way through, but your nose to the grindstone, mm, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do any of that. Of course, you're going to come across situations in your life where you're going, you have to work hard. This isn't about not working hard. There, It's about ease. It's about play. And it's about glee. This is your aligned state. Now, I recently came across a couple stories that just spoke to me so much as the, oh, this person is living their design. And and they have no idea as far as I know. No, you know, the first one I heard is the story of Rip Esselstyn. He's a leader in the plant-based movement. He hosts a podcast called Plant Strong. He's got a food brand called Plant Strong. He's got some fabulous cookbooks. And I was listening, I've heard his story many, many times, but the way I heard him share it on the Rich Roll podcast, I was like, oh, oh, look at this he's following what the universe served to him. And so here's what he shared. He said he started as a professional triathlete and then migrated to becoming a firefighter. Now, as a firefighter, he had this deep connection with his coworkers, with his firefighting brothers. And they would kind of tease each other and they were constantly playing, constantly playing like ping pong or whatever, constantly like kind of looking for things to compete over. And one day they decided to check their cholesterol numbers and kind of compete over those. And one of the guys in the firehouse was in his thirties and his numbers were crazy high and his father and grandfather had both died of heart disease in their forties. This was... This was actually scary stuff. So Rip said to him, hey, I can help you get those numbers down. And the guy committed to working with Rip. They got those numbers down in a month. And the whole firehouse started eating plant strong. And word got out. The local paper picked it up. Then somehow the New York Times and NPR got wind of it. They picked up the stories. Rip gets all these emails. Rip, who is a, tri- he's still a triathlete, just not racing at a pro level anymore. And a firefighter is getting all these emails from book agents asking him to write a book. And he was like, no, 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 no. Because he felt like, who am I to write a book? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dietitian. I'm a firefighter. And about six months later, he was like, hey, wait a second. Maybe I have a unique perspective. I would like to write a book. And the, the path had already been paved for him. So he simply said, after six months, he said yes to that thing that the universe had brought him. He said, yes, all he did. So up to this point, he's living his life, having these relationships with his firefighting colleagues, playing and helping and just doing his thing. And the universe brings him, hey, wait a second. It, why don't you write a book? So he writes a book. Book becomes a New York Times bestseller. Then the head of Whole Foods comes to him and says, hey, will you come educate our team and do all these lunch and learns like for the general public? Again, the universe, he's doing his thing following the next breadcrumb. The next breadcrumb was, hey, write a book. So he writes the book and Whole Foods comes, says, will you do this? I'll offer you more money than you're getting firefighting. So he takes that job, loves it. Then the Whole Foods head says, hey, how about you make your own branded food again? He says, he actually said it was like being a passenger. It was so easy. All I got to say is let's make this. And then other people were doing like the food science behind it. And he got to tweak the recipes a little bit and taste it. It was easy. So this for me, this sounds like the path of, I haven't seen his design generator or an MG following as the universe brings things to him. He's doing what? What feels like a holy hell yes in his body? He's like, okay, that. This is the path. Look, just listen to the magic of that. And his story goes on, but just it gets to be that easy. All he knew when he finished college was, I don't want a desk job and triathlon's fun. So I'm going to do that for a while. He had no plans beyond that you too, generator or mg, you don't have to have any plans beyond whatever you're doing right now, whatever lights you up right this second. You had to do that. You're literally not designed to have a clue what is beyond that. The universe is going to bring you the perfect thing at the perfect time. And I've shared this analogy before, but in case you haven't heard it before, let's talk about the perfect thing at the perfect time. One more time imagine you are having dinner at a restaurant. It's a brand new restaurant. You're out with your friends and you need to use the restroom. So you get up and you ask the server where the restroom is. They say it's down the hall to the left. You go down the hall, find a door on your left and you try and open it. It won't open. You jiggle a handle. It won't open. Maybe you throw your body against the door. It still won't open. What is going on? It is the storage closet, and nobody wants you to pee in the mop bucket. Nobody wants you to pee in the mop bucket. But if you keep walking down that hallway, you will come to another door on your left, and it will be the most palatial restroom you have ever been in. Sometimes we think we know what the right door is. We think we know when the right door is there for us. We think we know where the right door is, but it would just end up with us peeing in the mop bucket. Mm -mm. Sometimes you just got to keep on walking. Keep walking just a little bit further. And there it is. There is the golden bathroom, diamond encrusted bathroom, or whatever the fanciest bathroom you could possibly imagine. The universe will always bring you the perfect thing, at the perfect time. And as cliche as it sounds, if it's not the perfect thing, then it's not the perfect time. Trust like a mofo. Okay. There's one more example that I came across recently and I need to give you some backstory on this. This is from InStyle Magazine. So I'm not sure if I ever shared this story on the podcast, but last year, last January, we, we received People magazine, and it was our address, our address, but it was addressed to someone named Joseph. There is no one that li- names, there is no one named Joseph in this house right now. And we've got mail for other people who have lived here. We've lived in this house as of now four years. And of the past occupants of the house that we've learned about through mail, there have been no Josephs. We looked in our neighborhood to see if there was someone with a similar address named Joseph. No. Pete even searched all of Sarasota County. Couldn't find Joseph. So, okay, we've got People Magazine. And at first I was like, ew, I don't want to read People Magazine. Gave it to our neighbors who were like, oh, it's great bathroom reading. Thanks. And we did that for a few weeks because if you aren't aware, People is a weekly magazine. And then I don't know at some point I think I just grabbed the mail all together and brought it into the house and people was in there and I started flipping through it. And I was like, "Hey, wait a second. This is actually kind of fabulous." Cuz I remember people from back when I was a gym rat and would flip through it like on the elliptical machine and the people magazine that i was reading last year was mostly filled with these stories of amazing humans doing amazing things like it was all good news it was all happy i liked the energy of it and started feeling like how to out of alignment with it around last fall which was perfect because the subscription ended in december so Back to last January, the end of the month, we got in style. And I was again just addressed to Joseph. I'm like, in style? I don't know about that. I don't really know anything about this magazine, but I'm not like super into fashion. I don't think this is for us either. And I think we tried to give the first issue to our neighbors and they were like, nah, thanks, anyways. And so I brought it inside and I started flipping through it and I was like, Oh holy moly, this is actually kind of an amazing magazine. So we assumed that our InStyle subscription or Joseph's InStyle subscription had ended at the end of 2021. But last week, guess what we got in the mail? InStyle magazine with this list of 50 badass women in it. So this is one I want to share with you. Jane Pauley. She says... I'm ambitiously and eagerly. Let me start this over. Jane Polly says, I'm ambitiously and eagerly looking for what's next. This is the story of my life. From my teens until today, I never sought opportunity. It was there waiting for my answer. Ready or not, I said yes. I don't know what's next, but I expect to be surprised. Holy moly. She's just like, hey, universe, show me what's next. This is, I'm guessing she's a non specific manifester and a generator or a manifesting generator. And my favorite line there is, I don't know what's next, but I expect to be surprised. Me too, Jane. Me too. I love surprises. Every once in a while, I get in my head and I'm like, oh my God, I need to figure it out. Totally out of alignment for me. And I'm like, what's next? What's next? And then I remember what's my favorite. My favorite is when the universe surprises me. Oh, which reminds me we're going off topic right now, but because anyway, (laughs) it's related to being surprised. So remember When Amy White was talking about the energy for December and she told us all about finding the delightful surprises. Well, I'm continuing to find the delightful surprises because I've been training for that forever with my inconspicuous awesomeness. And my latest delightful surprise that I am so excited about happened last week. I have this bunny friend, this bunny that lives in our backyard. And I think I've shared on the podcast before that there was one morning, he, he, she, the bunny, bunny friend is what I call it, it um, bunny friend was hanging out, kind of next to me as I went outside and greeted the day. I go every morning when I wake up, I go outside and put my toes in the grass and greet the day. And the bunny friend didn't hop away from me. The bunny, uh, like, hung out really close, and then bunny came over and sniffed me and like touched me and then hopped away. Well, last week the bunny was hanging out really close to me and I'd seen from my office window, I had watched the bunny eating lemon leaves, the leaves that had fallen off the lemon tree. And I was like, oh, who knew? Bunny likes lemon leaves. So that morning last week, bunny... Wasn't moving. Bunny was like two feet from me. I was talking to the bunny. And then I squatted down. And bunny didn't move. And I grabbed a lemon leaf that was on the ground. And I held it out for a bunny friend. And bunny friend came and munch, 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 munched the lemon leaf, and then sniffed my hand. And I grabbed another lemon leaf. And offered it to the bunny, and the bunny munched, 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 and sniffed my hand. And I grabbed another lemon leaf and held it for the bunny. And he munched, 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 and kind of nudged my hand. And in the back of my mind, I am remembering this is a wild animal. It could bite me, and it has every right to do so. So there's a little bit of trepidation in me, just like a little bit of awareness. Human, wild animal, they bite. I, as a teen and in college, I did a lot of wildlife rehab and that's just something you always need to remember. You're doing everything at your own risk. Anyway, eventually I was like, I ran out of lemon leaves that had fallen and I was like, okay, bunny friend, I love you. Have a wonderful day. And that's that. I've, I did not see the bunny this morning. It was so cold here in Florida. I think the bunny is snuggled up somewhere. Um, and so cold it was 40 degrees because I know people are wondering. I know the people want to know that. Um, But the next day, the bunny showed me where it lives. Now I check every morning and I see it. If it's not out under the lemon tree, it's in its house. And I just say, good morning, bunny friend. So anyway, delightful surprise. And getting back to, I'm going to read you this sentence again, because I love it so much. I don't know what's next, but I expect to be surprised. I did not know that I was going to get to feed the, the bunny lemon leaves but I was surprised and it was so delightful and wonderful and magical and marvelous. Now let's get back to my shoulder. My North node in human design is 46.2. Gate 46 is loving and learning through the physical body. And absolutely positively, this is what I signed up for. Now to back up, our south nodes are the things that we kind of master, the things that came really come really easily to us in this life because we've done them in past lives. Our north nodes are the things that we are stepping into here in our current life. And some people say that you really step into your north node around age 40, so again my north node is 46.2 it's all about loving my physical body learning through my physical body it's about determination and success i call it it's part of the golden channel so it's remembering that you're not like normal people and therefore where other people are like no that's impossible it is possible for me so People with the the 4629 channel, we tend to self-sabotage ourselves because we start feeling like a a quote unquote normal person would things wouldn't go this well for them. So I it must like I must sabotage this in some way. It's all unconscious. Anyway, we're gonna talk about loving and learning through my physical body. And back in December. I got this shoulder pain and, you know, we are trained to believe that when we feel physical pain, like a muscle pain, Oh, what did you do? You know, did you, does your foot hurt? Cause you dropped something on it. Did you overtrain? Did you like have poor form when you were trying to do an exercise? Guess what? Guess what I learned from this? I didn't do anything. My body simply tapped me literally on the shoulder and said, excuse me, it's time to heal this. And I listened. And you know, I talked earlier about the, the feeling the pressure from the invisible people, feeling the pressure to get back in the pool. That pressure lives in my head. It's the confusion of the feeling like I need to figure it out. I need to figure out when I'm going to be ready to get back in the pool. You know, it's the same pressure. This is something that I would like to release. It's the same pressure that I feel when I was coaching swimming in Maine or, and teaching spinning and all sorts of in-person classes, I would have to make a call on a snow day and, Oh, I felt such pressure, especially was the night before like a a 5am class or something, if I canceled it and got it wrong, like if it didn't snow that much and then it was just lame, like, oh yeah, there's an inch of snow on the ground. We totally could have gone anywhere. I've felt it here even last weekend on a Sunday morning, I was supposed to ride with friends and the forecast was for, I think it was a hundred percent chance of rain. And the night before I was like hundred percent chance of rain, like I don't know. Maybe we make the call in the morning. It might be different in the morning. We decided to make the call at night, and there were tornado warnings that morning. And I was like, "Oh, phew!" I got it right. So I feel the same pressure, and I, I find this pressure ridiculous. By the way, um, I feel the same pressure. I'm like, should I go swimming? If I decide not to go swimming, am I missing an opportunity? Like, there's a little bit of FOMO in there. Maybe there's a lot of bit of FOMO of uh, am I missing an opportunity to swim? Should I have swam that day? So anyway, what I've realized is my body told me, Hey, it's time to heal this. And my body is also going to tell me, Hey, it's time to go swimming because there's going to come a time. And I think it's coming close where it's going to be like, I want to get in the pool. Oh my goodness. I want to get in the pool and my body will lead me. You know, I had, this experience a few years ago in 2019. Yeah. 2019. I had this excruciating heel pain. It was nerve pain and I stopped running. I really stopped running at nationals in August and then learned that it was nerve pain. That I wasn't going to do any harm to it if I ran at worlds. So I ran at worlds with I did all this work to manage pain to like all this mindfulness meditation work so that I could breathe through the pain. And I ran a 5k and it was not my fastest 5k, but I was able to complete the sprint race at worlds that year. And then I didn't run. That was in September and I didn't run. It was like eight months until I ran. It was the start ish of COVID and Pete was running And I was like, I want to do that. It was like, he'd been running for a few weeks and I was like, "Mm, yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I really want to be able to take just like a few steps without pain. I want the freedom. I want the fun of running. And then I made that just like my body said, run. And I went running and there was, I like breathed through the pain for the first 20 minutes. And the neck, each run i got braver and braver and you know what happened i took 8 months off running and when i first came back i was like oh my god i'm going to be so slow i wasn't and and then as i continued running i com- continued building my run fitness i actually was faster than i had been before the pain had started logically this made zero sense But when I feel this pressure, even when I feel that pressure, like, oh my God, what if I want to race in March or April? I remember that, that quote unquote comeback, that when I came back to running, it was there for me in such a much better, more beautiful, more ease-filled, more flowy, stronger way. And the same can be true for swimming. I was listening to Nicole DeBoom's Run This World podcast podcast. Oh, about a week ago. And she interviewed professional runner, Sarah Vaughn, who has had four babies. And Nicole was asking her how the the training and the pregnancies went. And she was saying with her first two pregnancies, she was really worried about missing the intense training. And then the second two, she had come to trust that she could actually get back into shape that her body would be there for her, that she would in fact come back better and stronger. And those words just resonated so deeply with me. I was like, yes, yes. That is the trust that I have come to find as well. So the thing is gate 46 is my North node. Gate 46 is one of the gifts that my soul chose for me. And Every single one of us has wisdom in our bodies. In fact, the wisdom lives in our bodies. Our truth lives in our bodies. For every one of us, okay, ninety-nine percent of us, our bodies are going to guide us. Whether we are, we have emotional authority, or sacral authority, or splenic authority, or ego authority, or G center authority. All of those authorities are all in our bodies. We are trained, again, by by culture, by society, to think it out, to figure it out. And as I've said a million times, our heads are just for decoration. Our heads are beautiful. Our heads are great for word problems. Our heads are great for a few other things. But the truth, the wisdom... The true guidance, our true connections with the universe, they come through our bodies. So I am sharing this personal experience today to inspire everyone listening to listen to your body. What if we don't try and figure it out? What if our bodies, what if we actually really, truly trust that our bodies are will tell us when, that our bodies will tell us what to do that our bodies will tell us where to go that our bodies will tell us how to do it what if we like let's just look at the proportions i i don't know numbers but ha- like body compared to head head is much smaller than body right why do we give the head such like an exalted position in our experience of this humanness The wisdom lives in our body. The body takes up so much more real estate than the head. What if we listen to the body? What if we allow the body to guide us? And and in my experience, this comes with relaxing the shoulders, putting your dukes down, allowing your heart to open and to stay open. And having the courage to relax into your true essence. I have the gift of going first, of learning things so that I can help guide others through it. So this is me learning something and helping you guide, guide you through it. Relax your shoulders, open your heart, have the courage to relax into your true essence and make this a practice, make this a daily practice. It will get easier. It will get easier. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know that when I first became interested in human design, I basically binged podcasts all by this one person because it felt like she was the person I was supposed to learn human design through. I do the same thing with people on a whole host of topics. I want to learn from that person and I just want to hear every podcast they've been on. If that is the case for you, you can go to my website, KelseyAbbott.com, and there is a under free shit, you'll find a list of a bunch of podcasts, I try and keep it up to date, a bunch of podcasts that I've been on. So go check that out if you want the easy button to that. And if it feels good to you, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with anyone you think would enjoy it. And please head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave the Find Your Awesome Podcast a five-star rating and a fun review. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I'll see you back here next week. Go forth and be awesome.